Hello, hello. Welcome in. I am Adam Steiner, and this is the podcast Builder versus Buyer. This podcast is a place for builders and buyers to come together uh, through advice and education. Um, so thanks for tuning in today. Um, for those loyal listeners, will notice I did not release an episode last week. It was kind of a crazy week. I came down with a sinus infection and had to go to the doctor and on antibiotics and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just not going to stress about a podcast this week. I got a lot of life going on. And really, the podcast has always been just supposed to be a fun arm of the business. So the more it starts to feel like work, the less I'm going to do of it. But hopefully... Um, I'm, I'm still enjoying the process, um, and we can keep these rolling out. Um, today we are going to get back to our series on energy efficiency, um, breaking down some aspects of the home. Um, I, it's probably been a month or two that I last released an episode on this, but I wanted to get back to it just to to finish up all the aspects of the home. So we had them out there. Um, I could probably collect these in some sort of series or something and put them together. Um, so far in this series, I've covered windows and HVAC. Um, what I want to get to next is insulation and really, really more than insulation. It's the whole Um, building envelope, what happens between you, your living space and the outside, um, the elements as they were. Um, I think the, the system is going to do, um, three really, really important things for you. And that is, um, first off is to keep water out, um, I think that as as builders is what they worry about the most is keeping water out. Um, second, it's going to be an um, air and water vapor um, control layer. Um, so I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, and then lastly is it's going to regulate temperature change. Um, so I think that last one is mostly what we think of when we think energy efficiency in your wall or roof system is, okay, how much insulation are you packing into that? Um, but I want to dive into a little bit more of those other two aspects um, as we go. And so I'm going to start um, below grade and work my way up. Um, just hit on a few a few highlights that I think would be really helpful if you're in the process of working through construction docs, looking at those sections, like what actually is is happening in my home. Um, digging into those things, um, really, really great things to consider. And as I mentioned before in this series, there's a couple sources that I really should point out, highlight where I've learned most of this from. Um, the Fine Home Building Podcast, great resource for this. Uh, Green Building Advisor website, blog. Um, they get around and guest host on some people's podcasts as well. And then the Unbuild It Podcast. Um those three great resources. If you want to dig into, okay, actual practical construction, how do I build this? Um, I'm more touching on the lighter brushstrokes of just what, um, what you should be looking into as always with this podcast, this is just leading you in the direction to where to start the research and not necessarily answering all your questions in the research. So let's get to the basement. Um, the basement, so let me say this, most of the homes I designed and all the markets I worked in, Midwest homes, um, 
traditionally we are building below grade basements in just about all of them. So the basement has the, the temperature after you get a few feet down does not change that much through a year. It's going to be 45 to 55 degrees um, pretty much all year long. Um, so you aren't battling as much of the wild temperature fluctuations as you would above grade. So most of the energy codes will have a really relaxed figure for what is required as far as an R value for the basement insulation. Um, what I've seen a lot is, is somewhere around an R10 um, that can be a bat insulation that hangs down. If it's an unfinished basement, if you're going to finish exterior walls, usually they will, um, sorry, not a bat insulation, a blanket insulation that they hang down on those concrete walls. Um, if you're going to finish the basement, then you get to the bat. Um, if you... Um, some areas and climates will require rigid foam um, on the inside and outside. Um, again, R10, I, I like the the rigid. It's it's never moving on you, and you don't need to mess with anything on the outside. Um, so it, it seems like a, a nice um, feature to have. The biggest thing I would say in basement insulation, um, yes, I would look into insulating the floor sl- floor slab and maybe even increasing those R values if you're really, really wanting a high performing home. Um, but the, the crucial area is between your top of foundation and the first floor studs. There's a lot going on in there. You have, um, your sill plates, the rim joists, the, um, subfloor. So there's, there's a lot of transitions and a lot of areas for air to escape. So air leakage is typically what I find is that is the single biggest culprit in energy loss. Um, so make sure that those areas are getting caulked. Well, there are sealants you can apply from the outside. Um, I've seen some builders that apply a, um, spray foam, closed cell spray foam in that rim joist area. Um, and closed cell spray foam is actually really great because, um, it's going to fill the cavity in which you spray it. Um, and it's, it's really great at not allowing, um, much air to pass through. Um, it has really high insulating values. Um, so it's, it's a good catch all if you're, um, wanting something quick and easy to install in those spaces. Um, but really, really think about that air envelope from the basement wall all the way up through your home. Um, if that's, if that's not thought through, there will be problems, especially in these joining areas, um, where you have a lot of pieces coming together. Um, pay attention to that. So as we go above grade, um, we have the, the wall insulation. I think this is, this is top of mind is wall insulation. Most clients, when they build, um, what I get asked a lot is, uh, two by six walls. Is it, is it worth it? Should we go with that? Um, really what I would do before then I would point you back to air leakage. Okay. How are you managing the, um, air leakage in this home? If it's, if it's two by four and Tyvek, Tyvek is a really, it's a proven product. It's been around forever. Um, 
the problem with Tyvek is practically when you're installing it, you're basically installing a, a sheet around the home in rough framing. There's just a lot of opportunities to miss um, the, the to use Tyvek as an air barrier. It, it, it's hard. There's a lot of opportunities for for cuts and scrapes and holes and and things like that. Um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't rely on that as as the last line of defense in your air barrier. Um, but sorry, a little distracted here. Two by four versus two by six. Um, so the reason I, I jump to Tyvek when answering that question is um, that's so much more important to me. The, the extra two, insles, two inches of insulation is nice and it will help some, but you're really not getting your bang for your buck out of that. I, w- I, would, I would first tell people, pay attention to your air barrier before you worry about two by four, two by six. Um, I really like zip system. I use that on a house. Um, that is the, you have to tape all the joints and there's a membrane that's actually attached to the exterior sheathing. Uh, it's built into the exterior sheathing. Um, so it's just, it's a little more dummy proof as, as far as a, an air barrier system. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't be so, so concerned about insulation. The first thing I would do in insulation in a wall is actually stick with two by four and then add some fo- sort of rigid or doesn't even necessarily need to be rigid, but some sort of exterior foam. What this does is um, I, you may have heard the term thermal bridging. And that's, that's what happens when the temperature, so temperature is changing through your wall. Um, the areas that are insulated between the studs, the, that temperature is changing relatively slowly. At the stud, um, the temperature changes much quicker because um, raw wood uh, allows for a faster temperature change than any insulation would. Um, so the more studs you put in the wall, the more um, thermal bridging you allow. So when you do a foam on the exterior, what you're guaranteeing is at least every part of your wall will at least have some sort of insulation um, protecting it against the elements. Um, Highly recommended, something I would look into. Um, And then as you get into the roof ceiling construction, um, yeah, I, I, most of the homes I work with are blowing in insulation nowadays. Um, and I would say just pile it up there. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty cheap to do as well. So, um, if you can get an R50 in the attic, awesome, you know, um, go for it. Uh, but again, this is another joining area, uh, where you have to pay attention to air leakage that, that top plate, um, what is, what is holding the, the warm air in your home and the cold air out or vice versa? Um, really, really think through that. Talk to your architect or designer about the system that you want to do, um, in order to, in order to make that a well-designed home. Talk to your builder about what they do in that area. Um, a couple little things, uh, that I've noticed, um, insulation companies now, at, at least a good one will seal, they'll caulk those top and bottom plates. Um, so the, the, um, your stud wall, the bottom board and top board as it meets the floor and ceiling will get caulked together. That's just a little, a space for air to sneak out. Um, 
Another thing that I'm seeing builders move away from is the recessed cans. Um, the recessed can is actually, especially in the second floor, as it's um, up against that attic space, is a great place for air to escape because you're making a hole um, in your ceiling system. Um, so it's it's something, if I were building, I think I would avoid. Uh, plus, they're, they're costly, and I think there are other great options now with like flush mount LEDs and stuff that are just... Yeah, a lot cheaper and easier to install. Um, as far as the type of insulation goes, there's a ton of literature on this. And most of it is by some sort of business that is trying to sell you some sort of product. Um, I would say two things. The, the quality of install is what I would look at before the material being installed. I would be fine with... Um, you know, craft face bat insulation in my home. If the installer was taking really good care and not jamming it into places as you're getting around those outlets and not leaving little areas out and, you know, making it a lazy job, but really, really going the full extent and doing it right. I'd be fine with that. And in a wall system, you know, let's, let's just take a two by four wall. Most of the insulation types, with the exception of closed, uh, yeah, both open and closed cell foam, but especially closed cell spray foam, um, with the exception of closed cell spray foam, most insulation types have a pretty similar R value per inch. Um, whether that's mineral wool, uh, fiberglass blown in, I've seen like recycled denim blown in as an option. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot out there. Um, talk to your builder, talk to your insulation installer about those. Um, but yeah, the, the one outlier is that, um, spray foam and especially closed cell spray foam. Um, so it has the highest R value of something I've seen commonly used in, in homes. Um, it's about R6 per inch. I think that's off the top of my head. Forgive me if that's wrong. Um, but that's a, that's a great system to apply. If you, if you just want to deal with everything in, in one fell swoop, it's going to, it's going to help with your air barrier. Um, it's extremely, um, resistive to temperature change obviously. And then you have options where you can insulate, you can insulate, say the rafter instead of the ceiling joist in your roof system. And then that attic is then usable. Um, there's, there's all sorts of options with that. And then plus it is also a great option as far as sound deadening goes. Um, it really dampens outside noise. Um, yeah, but it's, it's costly. It's probably the most expensive option you can go with. So, Yep, just something to, to pick your builder's brain about and figure that out. So that is it for today on insulation and home and wall systems. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. The email is info at buildervsbuyer.com or you can check us out on Instagram at buildervsbuyer. Thank you so much for listening and thanks as always to Andrew Michael Metter for the music.